Welcome back to the White Noise Podcast. I'm Ethan, joined by Gavney through the phone. Yeah, what's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> and nobody behind the glass tonight. Um, so this is a, a unique circumstance for the White Noise Podcast. Uh, due to scheduling conflicts and errors in computer systems, um, we are, we're doing something different where... I'm recording the podcast, and and Gavin is on the phone, which this is kind of a last-minute edition of Gavin being through the phone, but let's see where it goes. It is going to be a shorter episode, but uh, we'll see where this if episode goes. you couldn't goes. tell already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gav, uh, how you doing? We're doing great. It's doing great. It's cold as shit out here. It is cold as hell recently. What the <laughs> fuck happened? Dude, I know. When I, when I left for work this morning, I stepped outside, and I was like, oh, it's a bit nippy. Yeah, it should be windy out here, yeah. Um, but uh, I saw a fucking owl like ten minutes ago. Fly flew right through my backyard. I don't know if it was an owl, maybe it was just a falcon or a hawk. Either way, that was close, and damn, that thing was huge. It's not something I hear that often, so it was pretty crazy. I mean, see that often. I mean, not too, but that's nice. What about you? What about you? How you doing? How am I doing? Um, you know, work has been really kicking my ass. Um, all of our asses, you know, me and Jacob, which is why we couldn't record this yesterday because there was an error in our computer system to where like 50 orders just went unnoticed and, um, we had to stay late last night, which is typically when we record and complete them. So... That was fun. It was uh, pretty frustrating, but it Fred is Kater, you expect it. But you know, I did not want to miss a white noise episode. We've been doing it every week since we started, and I want to stay <laughs> consistent with that. I'm just, ve- I'm very like we're in too deep. If we were 12 episodes in, I'd be like, oh, we'll just skip this week. But no, we're. I think this is 46. Off to yeah, this is, we're coming up close to a year. I know that. I know. So that's exciting. Okay, I just finished homework. How, how's the homework going? Man, I hate school, dude. School sucks ass. <laughs> not the good kind either. This shit sucks. You're almost done, though. Yeah, that's the only thing. I've been counting down the weeks since, like, June, since I had to take summer school. <laughs> so. You got, what, a month and a half left? Myself. A month? Less left? than that. Yeah, we got, like, a month. Yeah. I think December, like, December 2nd or December 3rd. Dude, you're almost there, and then you'll get a Thanksgiving break, so technically it's three weeks. Uh, I think I'm actually going to get like a day off for that. <laughs> and even then, it's on a day that I wouldn't even have school to begin with. So I don't even really have Thanksgiving break. Oh, well, that's rough. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's get this, let's get this phone on the, on the show. Right. That makes sense. All right. <laughs> It would have been, let's get this show on the phone. That would have been the correct way of saying it. But, yeah, I was going to say, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be like top three worst intros <laughs> I've ever heard. But we are back. There we go. We're back. We left, and now we're back. We got to do like a top ten list at this point of our best intros and then well, our worst intros. Here's the thing. I was, I was talking to my dad uh, last night. I was like, man, we're not going to be able to record the podcast, so I'm just going to have to 
get the equipment and just record a, a solo episode really quick to, to put something out. And he said, oh, you should do like best of Gavin or like Gavin's most vulgar moments. I was like, Dad, that that would take a lot of time because I have to go through every episode and grab all those moments and edit them together. That would take so much more time than sitting down and recording a thirty or forty minute episode by myself. But to he, be fair, you could probably just pick like any three episodes, any three and episodes, just go and just from there. Especially the yeah, there are probably ones. enough moments. Especially yeah, there's the enough ones, moments yeah. where you could. Just... <laughs> you know that that is fair. Hey. I'll, I'll tell my dad he backed him up on that. Thanks, Mister Ethan's dad. Mr. Ethan's dad. Never mind, it's I don't know if we're trying to name. I don't know if we're trying to name drop. Don't say it. I know what you're going to say. No. What? Wait, maybe I don't. Go ahead, say it. I was going to say that reminded me of Fairly Odd Parents, like Timmy's dad. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Cameron. I used to call Cameron's mom. Thanks, Cameron's mom. Oh, I didn't know that. You know? <laughs> All right, go. Thanks, Mrs. Cameron's mom, or something like that. Back when it was my kindergarten. Shout out Cameron. Probably he didn't bring that up. Yeah, shout out Cameron. Probably he didn't bring that up on that episode he was in. Well, there's a lot of stuff to bring up. <sighs> um, speaking so of, gotta remind me about that. Oh, exquisite! There we go. Yay! There's I'm the, glad I got to hear that in like two four two eighty or whatever the hell two forty p. Like, <laughs> there's the crisp so Gavin voice. Uh, I apologize to our our audience hearing Gavin through the phone and how that must be awful for you. And I apologize at this point. You probably skipped Gavin the episode general. because you're like, I don't want to listen to this. But the ones that have stuck around, you're the true fans, and we appreciate you. All five of you. We love you. That's being generous, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, maybe like two or three of you. I know Brett and I know Joe. Joe. For sure. Brett and Joe are our number one fans. And then um, Paul. No, Paul watches too. But Paul's mostly honest. I don't know if that counts as a fan at this point. That's true. And uh, I just talked to him tonight and he said he was he he started listening to it where he left off. And the last episode he left off was the one with me, you, Brett, and him. <laughs> Wow, that was in fake September. fan, Brett, Paul. <laughs> fake fan, Paul. Unshout out, Paul. A month and a half ago, but it is what it is. Let's let's talk some news real quick. Let's talk some pop culture news. Get into the happenings. Oh um, hell yeah, love of, news. So perfect. <laughs> one of the the more like shocking stories, I guess, in pop culture is uh, Henry Cavill leaving The Witcher and being recast by uh, Liam Hemsworth for The Witcher Season 4. I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, Henry Cavill was... He was so fucking cool as Geralt. So it's like... Oh! That, 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 and he was kind of one of the only reasons that like I feel like The Witcher was good because he actually knew what the hell he was talking about. And he... What, one thing I love about Henry Cavill is, despite the way he looks, you know, muscular, masculine, like a fucking man, like, you know, he is one of the biggest nerds I've ever seen in Hollywood. So I know, yeah. I I aspire to be everything like Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, if you're watching this, shout out to you. Henry Cavill. That was weird. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I think, so, I think there's a lot to do with it, like, just the whole Witcher's production process. Like I don't yeah, know, the, I don't know the specifics of his contract with Netflix. Um, don't quote me here, but something with Netflix basically owning like the rights to his face, right? Which is why he wasn't in any movies during The Witcher, and then he was in like Netflix movies or like the Enola Holmes movie. Um, yeah. So that's why he wasn't able to be Superman. Like even in the Shazam cameo, they didn't show his face because well, he couldn't. But um, Forget what Joe called that. 
that happened like twice. It happened in Peacemaker and it happened in Shazam. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, Funny. so I, I'm sure there's kind of that that aspect of it where he's like, okay, I just want to get out of this contract type thing. Um, Don't blame in, him. In addition to, I remember reading something to where the writers for The Witcher like actively despised the source material. And Which like, I don't understand how. And wanted to change cool it up and everything. And then Henry Cavill being like a super Witcher fan, you know, he's a huge nerd with it and wanted to be as true as he could. I'm sure there was um creative conflict there. So when he got his chance to get out, he just, you know, I'm going to jump ship. And I, I kind of feel bad for Liam Hemsworth because I know he's going to get a lot of crap for it because Henry Cavill was so good. Even though, like, Liam Hemsworth, I know he'll do the best he can do, but, you know, with anybody, any actor who's recast in a role that's that popular they're they're just they're going uphill at that point i mean honestly i think it'll be fine just because it is liam Hemsworth. if it was like some random nobody yeah. i feel like it would be and that, a lot worse. yeah that's true i mean he does have that going for him to where it is somebody well known instead of a nobody that's that's a that's a good point and he's gonna be he's gonna be in the new D movie too right liam hemsworth right yeah and he know uh, i totally have the wrong star I think I totally have the wrong star. My bad. Chris uh, Pine. Chris that. Pine. Yeah, you're talking about Chris Pine. Chris Pine. They look the fucking same to me for they, some reason. They I'm look very blind. similar, but I, I think I can tell the difference between them. There's a lot I'm of sorry, people in the D&D movie. Sure. I was going to say, you know, speaking of Henry Cavill, you know, liking nerdy stuff, but never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry, Liam Hemsworth. Don't hold that against me. Liam Hemsworth is Hunger Games. Yep. I'm going to say he's Gale. Which I still haven't seen part two, Mockingjay. That whole tr- oh, I can't even call it a trilogy. My bad. It's <laughs> fucking boring. Um, yeah, first one sucked. Second one was cool, and the Mockingjay progressively got worse in my opinion. Not really missing much. <laughs> the books, however, just <laughs> kiss. The books are amazing, That's and they true. made a new one. They made another. They made another one, but I never read it. So they made a new one. Yeah, I thought they did. Mm. It's gonna be a prequel to. What uh, happens in the Hunger Games? It's going to be telling Haymitch's story, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I don't really know too much about the book, but maybe I'll, one day I'll read it and give a review on it. Who knows? Um, what do you know about Wonder Man? Wonder Man. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I don't know shit about <laughs> Wonder Man. Okay. Well, I know that he's Marvel, right? Yeah, Marvel. Yeah. So, um. I'm not going to even try. You know, I will try to pronounce this gentleman's name. But, I know um, he was. Yeah, he was Black Black Manta, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Another chef quiz. So Yahya, Yahya Abdul Mateen II to lead Marvel series Wonder Man for Disney Plus. We probably did butcher that name. I did, but I, honestly, I think I, I think it's just his first name. But I, I think Abdul Mateen the second. I'm pretty sure I got that pretty well. Um, but <laughs> Wonder Man, you know. And then, you know, here we go. Gosh, I went into this thinking, you know, we won't talk crap about Marvel, but you know, yep. here, here I am bringing up Marvel, wanting to talk major to the white noise. About them. <laughs> um, it's just. I, I, who did I did I did I tell you about this or I think it was you and Joe, or it's like uh, like when a TV show is really good but the last few seasons suck, like The Office or something. Mm-hmm. 
get a lot of heat for that. But, um, yeah, like, it's it's going on so long where it's just this last half has a lot of weak points. I'm sure there are great moments. I'm sure there's really cool things like Daredevil and She-Hulk, but everything else is just so, like, <sighs> rough, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I understand how in comic books it's just this never-ending universe where all this stuff is happening at the same time and it's just so much, but that that works for comics. It doesn't really work for a movie series or like this. It's it's turning. It doesn't translate well to to screen to TV shows and movies, well, in my opinion. I think another reason comic books do really well is that um, I mean, not all comic books, but there are a ton where while they take place in the same universe, or maybe sometimes they don't, they're in a complete different universe, mm-hmm. they're more or less just about whatever hero the comic book's about without having to try to tie in to every other comic book that takes place in said same universe. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's and, not its own you know, miniature team-up movie, yeah. I think. It's, and I, yeah, that's true. And I think that's something kind of how um, unintentionally DC has been, where there's just, three Batmans going on at the same time. Yeah. And that's another, that's why I like Moon Knight so much. There was a little Easter egg, you know, that hints that Moon Knight's been there for a while, but like, you know, he wasn't, for the most part, this was like a brand original, like you can watch this without having to watch any of the other Marvel TV shows and movies. Whereas when it comes to the new movies and TV shows, it's like, oh, okay, you know, if you want to understand this better, you got to be watching all the other different pieces of medium they have out here. Yeah. Which I think they need to do the more Moon Knight approach where it's just like, hey, you can watch other stuff with this, but like this is its own universe type of thing where it's just, hey, it's just this. Maybe we'll have an Easter egg in there for you, like at the end of the show or something, or in the background. Yeah. But we are primarily only focused on this one singular character and maybe like a side character. That that was kind of like the early MCU, like if you watch all the movies leading up to the Avengers, it was okay. Let's stay disconnected from everything else that's happened. And the end credit scenes like, Oh, here's a sneak sneak peek from one of the previous movies. Yeah. Now every movie, has every movie is like, like yeah. a miniature team up movie. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not just about one person more like now it's Ant-Man and the Wasp or it's Dr. Strange and the Wong and Wong, yeah. the Wong, my bad. The totally Wong. Just Wong. Well, cause it said Ant-Man and the Wasp and yeah, all right. But, you know, it's like, it's the same thing that we've said, I think, like, last week with Shazam. It's like, now the next Shazam movie is really going to be Shazam and his entire family. It's not just Shazam. Go okay. ahead go ahead and, uh, and yeah. talk about your feelings towards Shazam 1 and 2 while I go to the restroom real quick. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't seen Shazam 2. But I thought Shazam 1 was pretty nice. I thought it was really well done. Um... I like the characters. Like, don't get me wrong, as much as I talk shit about it being about Shazam and his family, the first movie was to an extent. But they weren't all superheroes and they didn't have like like shares of the spotlight, I guess, if that makes sense. And um, therefore, I think it was more oriented around Billy. But now, the second film's coming out, I feel like, well, it'll still be about Billy. It's going to be... A lot more of the film, I feel like, is going to be a lot more oriented towards his family and how they're utilizing their powers. 
So that kind of, to me, it's kind of lame. Like, I don't hate that idea, but I feel like that shouldn't have been something that happened at the end of the first one. I feel like if they were going to do a Shazam trilogy, maybe it happens at the end of the second film or maybe even the third one. So, yeah, which is, it's a shame because I actually really like Shazam. And I know that his family gets the powers in the comics. You know, I'm not shitting on them for doing that. Just I feel like they did it a little too early is all. So that's what I feel about Shazam. I haven't, I don't even think that one's out yet, so we'll have to review that one. But to be honest, looking at the trailer of it while waiting for Black Adam, wasn't super hyped to see that. Like it was like, eh, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. It looks really cliche. But I mean, again, can't talk shit about it because it's not out yet. Yeah, well, Shazam with all his the, the family stuff, I think I know is a big thing for you. I'm pretty sure you already mentioned. Yeah, and I mean, like, again, I don't hate it. I just feel like it happened too early. You know, yeah. like I'm okay no- with it happening. I just feel like maybe it should have happened at the end of this movie. The new one at the out. end, or like alluding to that, or that should have been the main focus of it. And so, yeah, and then it like also, at the end, yeah, for me, it also raises the question of like, okay, why didn't in Black Adam, why didn't his son, who at that point we find out that he had been fighting against the evil king and stuff as Black Adam, and he had won several battles, hence why they decided to strike his family instead of him himself, right? Yeah, why wouldn't he share his power with like a shit ton of other people? Black or like Shazam did. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot. Of, a lot of DC lore we're missing out on, but yeah. Oh yeah, no. I'm <laughs> sure. Positive. I'm sure there's a some fucking dude sitting behind his computer going like, "Well, actually, um, this didn't happen, and this is like, yeah, no, I get it, I get it." But unfortunately, I didn't feel like reading the 900 Shazam or Captain Marvel comic books, so I don't know. So, but I mean, going off the movies, it's just, uh, maybe, like I said, like last week, maybe I missed something, but I don't understand how Shazam was, was able to give his powers to everyone. He needed to use the wizard's staff, which was specific. Okay, cool. But when it came to Black Adam, he just kind of gave it to him to save him. Kind of like a death ex mock in a moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that was glanced over. I was like, whoa, he just did that? You can just do that? Why the fuck didn't Billy just do that? Uh, yeah, there's that. If we want to talk shit about a fucking movie coming out that I don't really care to see, bro, let's look at Wakanda Forever. Have you seen the really the clip fiction of that movie? Um, I've seen. I haven't seen anything. If they released anything new in the past two or three weeks, but I know okay. that. Also, I apologize for breathing heavy as hell. It's cold as hell out here. No, you're it's a little hard to breathe. <laughs> you're fine. Um, you're on the phone. I mean, if people can stand hearing you through the phone like this, then they're fine with your breathing. Okay. Um, yeah, Wakanda Forever, I know that they've kept a lot a secret because I know there's something going on. Like, um, yeah. the whole thing of, oh, is uh, Shuri taking over as Black Panther? And that's what everybody... And that has been confirmed. That's what everybody has been, like, immediately confirmed, like, assuming. And then even the movie makers are like, oh, well, nobody's really guessed the whole thing. I'm curious to see what they'll do and see how, how the movie will be received. Um, yeah. But until it comes um, out, we won't, it comes out the this month, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah at the end of this month. So we'll see. So maybe we'll go see I'm, it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. I'm yeah. almost a thousand percent sure we'll talk about it, even though I'm tired of talking about Marvel. I just hope they handle it respectfully and stuff. Exactly, you know, yeah. which I'm really, sure they will. Really cool. I mean, everyone in that, everyone a part of making the movie had a great relationship with him. So I'm sure they'll handle it very well and respectfully. Yeah. 
And it almost seems like Namor isn't going to be the villain. I feel like he's going to be a false villain, if I'm being honest. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, Namor, I feel like it's going to be, hero, oh, so. he's, yeah, I feel like he's going to be kind of like an anti-hero, and they're going to be like, oh, we got to fight him, we got to fight him, and then something, somebody else is going to appear, and they're like, oh, well, we both got to fight him now. It's kind of like a, like a, like a, not Shazam, I keep wanting to call it Shazam, like a Black Adam thing. Yeah. Where, where they, Black Adam versus enemy. the Justice Society, and then they tack on the villain in the last 10 minutes. Um, that being said, I really do think, I'm sure Shuri might be a much better Black Panther, but I really do think Umbaku should have gotten it, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Which maybe he will, and he'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this, and that's how maybe, Shuri gets Maybe it. it'll be like know. a like a team-up thing, like Shuri, Umbaku. Um, yeah, and then, or who knows, maybe it's, maybe they'll pull a fucking gotcha moment, and it'll be like, oh, Shuri was a Black Panther, and then at the end, oop, Umbaku's actually the Black Panther now. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but I mean, I just feel like I just feel like it made more sense because a in the first movie, Umbaku literally <laughs> nearly died fighting for that title. Yeah, and uh, he was super cool in fucking Infinity War, and it's just like I, I feel like he deserved it a lot more than Shuri did. But you know, again, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And they're they're introducing I would have preferred, they're introducing Ironheart in this movie. Yeah, how do you feel uh, about that as a hardcore Iron Man fan? Um. No comment right now, to be honest. I'm, I really don't know too much about Ironheart. Okay. So I, I have no idea. I, have, I, I heard have a Marvel lot of people saying... encyclopedia right here. I do hear, from what I've seen from a lot of people reviewing it, not a lot of people are cool with the way she was portrayed in the trailers and stuff as of right now. Because I hear that she's supposed to be um, super smart, and she does, I guess, I think she does a dumb action in one of the trailers. Again, I not my words. I don't know, but a lot of people are also ripping on the movie, so it are, looks like it's going to be. Are they ripping on the movie? Like, I haven't heard anything about that. I mean, it could just be the reviews that I was watching. Okay, but a lot of people, like for instance, Namor goes by the name Fukukan in the or like when he shows up, and um, one thing I like, I love studying Mayan and Aztec gods. First of all, like those mythologies, I'm super interested in those mythologies. Kukul Khan, if I remember correctly, is the Mayan god of, like, wind. Or, like, the serpent of... He's like a serpent. He's more air. And maybe I didn't, like, do too much studying, I guess. But, I mean, I feel like they could have picked a water god. Yeah. Since Namor is more water. I don't know. That'd be like if there was somebody who did fire. And he's like, yeah, my name is Emir. It's like, oh, you mean the frost giant? Hate to get nerdy as shit like that, but I mean, it's like I feel like we could have gotten a better yeah. name. So, like, we could have picked somebody else. So I have my Marvel Encyclopedia in front of me here, and uh, Ironheart um, was inspired by an old Iron Man design to make this armor, and then um, mm-hmm. Tony Stark was impressed that he mentored her, and then eventually, like, there was a Stark AI in her suit that like took over. Do you, do you think there could be uh, an RDJ return as an AI? No way. No way. I don't see that happening at all. She might get Friday, but... Or who knows, maybe she'll get Jarvis. She'll get some Jarvis. form of Jarvis. Or yeah. I'm, honestly, I think she's going to make her own. Yeah. Here's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. And I'm going to be very upset if it does. If she just makes an armor set out of nowhere and is just automatically better than Tony Stark... I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be extremely but fucking pissed. You already know that's gonna like, happen. Are you serious? 
Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm I almost a hundred percent sure that's going to happen just with the way everything has gone in uh, film and TV the past few years. That's definitely going to happen to where she's not, I, like, she's going to be inspired by the Iron Man design, but she's going to be like, Oh, this is so much better. And then she's going to be so much better. And then kind of yeah. Tony Stark's the bad guy type thing. I don't want it to be where, what was it? What movie was it? Was it Avengers or something like that? Where Shuri like knocked on Tony. Was Banner? I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Or was it Banner? Yeah, it was Banner. She's like, why One didn't you just do this? Were... He's like, because we didn't think about it. It's like, oh, why didn't you do this? Or it's like, oh yeah, no, we used that in our high school. Yeah. And like, Robert, and I'm like, they better not do something like that where they go, oh yeah, I did this and this and this. And Tony Stark's an idiot for not doing that. It's like, ugh. So I guess like, we will have to see that. what happens once the movie comes out. Because one of the things that I like so much about Iron Man, and I'm sure everybody else that liked Iron Man liked about him, was that he made tons of mistakes and he would like learn from them. So like every yeah. single, I watched a video. No, I've, I've seen the same where thing. It was just, it was, yeah, it was pointing out every mistake and then the next suit had something to correct that mistake. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, in the first Iron Man, it didn't, you couldn't fly super high because the suit would be ice all over. So then the next suit he did had like a certain type of alloy or whatever that prevented icing. I mean, shit, that's what he literally used to take down Ironmonger yeah. at the end of the movie. So, I mean, if she ultimately ends up being better than Tony Stark, that's not my problem, but it's how she gets there. If she's like at the end of this movie better than Tony Stark at the end of Endgame, I'm going to be pissed off. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Rightfully I, so. I feel, like, I feel like today a lot of, a lot of filmmakers... And directors and stuff are kind of forgetting that characters characters need to struggle for a little, you know, before they overcome whatever problem they need to overcome. And I feel like that's what they did really well with Iron Man. Is that when you look back on it, Iron Man got his ass kicked and lost several times. In fact, I don't really remember him winning a lot of fights until the end of the film. Yeah. But until then, he. But before that, I mean, like, look, every single villain he fought, he got his ass kicked and lost to. I mean, shit, he lost to Whiplash for some sake. He lost to Thanos. He even got his ass with by Loki for a little. I mean, he wasn't in a suit, but I mean, still. You know, Thor whooped his ass. I mean, it was a stalemate, but let's be honest, Thor would have like, killed him. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not just, uh, oh, I'm going to make this suit, and it just whoops everyone's ass. And yeah, I didn't really have, the, the struggle I had to do was, I don't know, something stupid and not really that great. Not not like a life or death struggle, but more of like an internal struggle, which again had really no way to begin with. Yeah. So let's hope uh, Disney can subvert expectations and actually make a cool character. That's so, that's uh, it's a tall glass of water, Gavin. Tall order. I I I'm, I'm like an abused spouse at this fucking point when it comes to Disney and Marvel. It's like, hey, you know, next time it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Don't worry, don't worry. This one was bad. It's okay. And then the next, they just. It just keeps going on worse and worse, and I just keep looking on to the next project going, okay, it's better, don't worry. It's just, ugh. Well, we certainly will have to see, but how do you feel about getting into the movie review? Oh, exquisite. That's good to hear, Gary. I feel, I feel very sad to get into this movie review. All right, let's, let's get into it. All right, so this past week we had to watch The Notebook with uh, Ryan Gosling and Rachel. Rachel McKinley? Is it Adams or McAdams? I think it's McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams, okay. Yeah. 
My bad. I was going to say, I remembered her name entirely right before you just said it. I know. I love her, too. Rachel McAdams. Um, You know, a very popular movie, I think. Um, Everyone everyone knows what The Notebook is, even though we haven't seen it. Uh, It came out in 2004. It's it's your Nicholas Sparks romance movie. So, Gavin, what did you think about The Notebook? Um... I think it would be pretty insulting to say that this movie isn't iconic. I mean, kind of like how you just said it. When you think of romance movies, if you ask a lot of people to just pick a romance movie or even name their favorite, I feel like uh, The Notebook would definitely come up a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, especially with uh, When Harry Met Sally kind of thing. Love that movie. Um, the Notebook. Yeah, The Notebook's very popular, and I can see why. This movie was so... Uh, okay, I'm gonna say this movie was very heartbreaking to say the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be very sad. There were so many moments where you just kind of tearing up, or like I had to do the what does he do in Cloudy the Catch Me Pulse too, where he's like, it's enough to make a grown man cry, but yeah. not this one, and get back in there, tears. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ending came, and I just lost all composure. But um, oh, dude, it was very cliche in its dialogue at times. I keep it real. It didn't, it didn't really distract me that much. Some of the words, like I said, were kind of groaner. You know, like, oh, God, this is, this is where those words come from. Okay. Um, that being said, I really didn't think it distracted us a lot. And the characters felt very real. I enjoyed that much. I liked that the characters were pretty real and that you can relate to them and their choices. Mm-hmm. Um, At least some people can. I'm going to be honest with you. I've always heard about The Notebook. I didn't know it took place in the 40s. I knew it was back then. I didn't think it was for I figured it was like 70s or 80s. Yeah. Um, even like the memes I've seen, like the what do you want meme. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, guess, I mean, I think I it guess, happens right outside the car. Yeah, I know. Seeing the car there and all that. But I guess I didn't remember it correctly. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like every movie we've seen with Ryan Gosling, he just, he has it rough. So. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, I don't know what Ryan Gosling did. Fucking deserve all this shit. But uh, I think I was looking through his movies, and I honestly, I think this is like we're at the end of the bad ones when it comes to Drive and Blade Runner and now Notebook. Yeah. So I think from here on out, it's, it's just going up. I think we're all uphill from here. Okay. Um, downhill, I should say. Yeah, I I loved all the performances. I think that's the first thing to to get out oh, of yeah. the way. Um, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. They'd agree. Even James Marsden, um, which I, yeah. side note, is a really under, underrated actor um, who I wish was in more movies because he does great in everything he's in. I feel like he's always a supporting <laughs> character or in a movie Wasn't like he, Sonic. Uh, yeah, I was going to say he's in Sonic. <laughs> um, he's in Sonic like 2. He's going to be in Sonic 3, I bet. At this point, why not? Um, he's in Hop. You remember Hop, right? I remember Hop, the movie. Yeah, the, <laughs> I never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. No, that movie. Hated that movie. But you know, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was just this kind of wholesome movie that was just aw, like your your movie. You know, Um, I really admire Ryan Gosling's character Noah, um, and just his will to look like a complete ass to to chase after what he wants. Yep. Um, like the whole Ferris wheel thing and like he he just had no quit. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm be honest. There's a lot of a generational barrier when it comes to that. Yeah. Like nowadays, you oof, you wouldn't do that much chasing nowadays. Exactly. I know. Like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, damn, this guy's gonna get a fucking case filed against him or some shit if he keeps this up. <laughs> but different time back then, I guess. Different time back then, and I think just he had a certain charm to him. You know. True. Um, yeah. Which I thought was cool. Brian Gosling. I mean, I can be honest. <laughs> Uh, Rachel McAdams' we didn't have to say a single word. Um, I don't know. It's just it's hard to really pick out specific moments mm-hmm. that aren't sad. Um, yeah, but overall, like I really, I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was a good movie. I'd probably watch it again. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I thought the soundtrack was good. The use of birds. Oh, especially at the end, they're flying away that after was they so died. Sad. Oh, it was so fucking sad. Um, and I think they did a really good job at handling. I think what was it? Was it did she have dementia or was it Alzheimer's? I think it was dementia. It was dementia, yeah. As somebody, and you dealt with uh, dementia as well. You know, it was something you can relate to a lot. You know, I used to have a grandmother who had dementia a lot. Dementia a lot. So yeah, she, that was just something she had occasionally. I guess no, I meant I messed that up. She had dementia, and it was just it was rough and. Seeing her, like for instance, seeing her kids introduce themselves to her, yeah, uh, that that if she didn't know who they were, mm-hmm. that that was a little that was a little much for me because I mean it didn't happen too much with my great grandmother, but it did happen from time to time. Or like even the and moment. I mean I think oh go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I mean I didn't grow up with her that much. I mean I think I was like fifteen when she died, but like for my grandmother and my mom, that was uh yeah that must have been rough for them. I can't imagine the pain of your parent forgetting who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was rough on me because I liked her, but I mean, I imagine, like I said, imagine your, imagine your dad or your mom is talking to you as if they had no idea who the hell you are. Yeah. That's I, rough. Like, That's terrible. Relate, relating to that, the scene where they're dancing together at the end and then she has that switch. <laughs> she doesn't know who he is. And I'm going to fucking cry right here. Ethan. <laughs> I'm gonna cry right the fuck here if you keep oh. talking about this shit, dude. No, but it's just—it's <sighs> it's such a heartbreaking film. Yeah, I was—I was, it, I was emotionally. End, their last moments together, she remembered who he was, and yeah. um, it was really telling two stories at once. You know, the stories of when yeah. of their love when they were young, and then the story of you know their love when they're in their last moments. And yeah, quite literally a story too. I know. I, I felt like it was it was really well balanced and told beautifully. I'm, yeah, sure there were some flaws in the movie, but nothing that I can. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. We're sorry, the number you have dialed has calling restrictions that have prevented the completion of your call. Announcement nineteen. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Does that every time? All right, he's calling me back. My bad, guys. Hey, what's up? There. Hello. No, every every time at midnight, I, it cuts off and says like, "Welcome to Verizon Wireless." This number has calling Weird. restrictions. Um. Weird. Where were we? Uh, just the balance of the movie overall, and it was telling two different yeah. stories, and yeah, it had some flaws in the movie, um, but none that I can like really clearly pick out. Um. I just. I, I mean, I, I can. It. I could point out some things that I didn't like about the movie that I felt was 
Go ahead. Didn't really make too much sense to me. Pick those out then. Um, so the mom keeping the letters. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like she had this huge bundle giving it to her. I'm like, okay, you hated this guy. You specifically voiced how much you hated this guy and you didn't want your daughter to end up oh, with yeah. him. I agree. Um, and you intercepted every single letter. It, it To me, it just didn't seem to make sense for her to catch them. Okay, well, here's here's my, my uh, rebuttal to that. Because she ends up going to that working yard where she says, oh, this is the one that, like, I loved when I was your age and all this. Yeah. And that's, so I'm sure I figured was, you would bring that up. I'm sure there was a part of her that was like, let me keep these. Cause there's that part of her that, you know, and it, it, it kind of, and I, that makes me hate it even more <laughs> because this means that she knows what that type of pain is like. And she was almost subjugating her daughter to that exact same thing. No, oh, yeah, that, that's exactly what she said in the movie. She's like, so, you you heard me crying myself to sleep every night for months. She said that. Exactly. So it's just like, that makes the mom even more of, a, of like an asshole because it's like, I, I mean, you, ha- you had the same thing going on and you wanted your daughter to go through the same thing you did? That doesn't make sense to me at all. You, it would have made sense if the roles were reversed, if the dad was the one that was super gung-ho about him not wanting to be with mm-hmm. uh, Allie. But the mom was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he could be, That's you know, true. if she had shown some leniency. Yeah. But the fact that she she was the one that was like, nope, she was the enforcer about it. Like, that, I think yeah, that was uh, the most, like, I, you were very emotional towards the end of the movie. I was emotional in the middle. And I think that was the only part where she, they're, Allie's having the argument with her parents in the room with Noah right outside. And yeah. just all the crap they're saying, and then he eventually just walks out, and that whole breakup sequence was. And I don't know if you've had this happen, but it has happened to me once. Or it wasn't her parents, but it was her friend group like talking shit about me, like, and I was like right across the corner. And I mean that that sucks, dude. It is a terrible fucking feeling. You know, I I will say, it, like I actually have had a similar scenario like that where her mom kind of didn't like me or didn't think I was good enough and kind of the same thing, not to that extent, but very similar. Um, so I think that's where I was like, damn, this is uh this is relatable. Yeah, dude. It's, it's terrible. It's like hearing that your day goes from a hundred to zero immediately. <laughs> and you're just like, wow. Okay. And then you go to see them and then they're like, Hey, how are you doing? And it's like, shut up. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, get the fu-. Yeah, no. So him, I guess it wasn't as bad as that, where it's like, you know, they weren't fucking calling me scum of the earth type of yeah, shit. Trash, that's what they kept saying. Yeah. He is trash. But I mean, like, I can somewhat relate to that. And yeah, it was terrible. His reaction was about the same as mine. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I, liked, I liked the movie. I will probably definitely watch it again. Um, yeah, it was really well done. I... But... Oh, one of my one of my cons again that I think I mentioned at the beginning of the review. The dialogue did get a little a little just a little cliche at times. Like for instance okay. at the end when they're holding their hands. Well and they're like, uh, our love can do anything they want it to or we want it to do and I was just like, Oh, that was a little cringy but I mean okay. again it, it's wholesome, Here, but I mean here's it's like, the thing too. Uh, this, the movie, this movie is eighteen years old. Yeah, I, I that's why I can and kind of 
okay, I'm okay. sure the book is based off of is older than that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, and that and that's that's kind of the point, right? Like when you think of romance movie, you think of the Notebook, like because it's the romance movie. Yeah. Um, so Which maybe, is why I'm thinking that's okay. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the writing of it, the dialogue. I I liked the the back and forth. Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams' chemistry was actually really good. Um, Yo, you know what the funniest thing about that, you saying that actually is? What? Is that the movie, from what I heard, actually almost didn't happen because Ryan Gosling hated Rachel McAdams. And, like, they actually struggled to work together for a while. Are you serious? Until, uh, yeah, until Sparks actually sat them down and was like, all right, we need to, we need to, get, we need to get through whatever the hell it is that's eating us. And then they ended up actually going really well from there. And they actually ended up being a couple for a little, I think, after the movie release. And I think that's what that's what aided to the their chemistry yeah. because that was a part of their characters too, is they, they fought all the time. Like that's something that they say during the narration of it. Um Yeah, especially in the fucking scene where she's like, We're not we're not breaking up, are we? You know, kinda like I think you said like yesterday or something. Yeah. Like we're not breaking up, are we? This is just a fight. We'll be good to go tomorrow. I was yeah, like, oh, that was kind of heart wrenching for me. Uh, like she's like, you know what? Go. I hate you. I hate you. And they're like, no, we're not breaking. Like well, this is fine. We're just having a fight. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of uh, toxic. I'm get on. But like, <laughs> toxic relationships, a couple fights, so whatever. Yeah. Let me let me point something out. Me and you are here. Okay. At a little weird there. Twelve oh seven a.m on the phone talking about the notebook. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a, isn't that something? Yeah, it's definitely not what I expected to spend a Thursday night doing. I'm being honest. Especially uh, right after finishing homework. You know, you know, it is like, Oh, I could is. play games, but I got to go talk about the notebook real quick. <laughs> it is what it is. But, uh, what would you, what would you rate this movie overall? I think after we've talked about it, my score might go up just a little. I think I'm going to rest this at a 75%. 75? All right, cool. I'm going to give it an 81%. 81%. Ooh. So 75 oh, and 81. There, That's pretty close, yeah. I mean, usually we are pretty close. I think it was, what movie was it where we were drastically different? I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. Was it earlier or was it like It was like, like recently? Ago. Was it a couple weeks ago? I think so. Um. Well, so that, that being said, that, that was the notebook. And uh, what what's our movie next week, Gav? Well, go keeping the theme of heartbreaking, cry your eyes out movies. We're gonna go with the Green Mile, the Green another movie that Mile. mostly everybody's seen, but we're just that uncultured that we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan, right? Apologies. Yeah. Um, Which uh, kind of like the Notebook? I already know how it ends. So I don't know how it ends. So you don't? Have to, nope. Well, oh, actually, no. I guess I do. I mean, once I watch it, like, no oh, okay, I'll know how, yeah, I know how it ends. But yeah. Anyways, um, I spoiled the funny. ending for Ethan for this movie. You, you did, but you didn't. Like, yeah, you did, but, it, but you know, he died in his what seventies or eighties. Dude, I was talking to Joe about it. <laughs> I was texting him while I texted him that. I text the group chat that, and I said, "Wait a minute, let me look it up real quick to see if he actually does die." And I was like, "Oh, was like, uh oh." <laughs> um, and I was like, "Uh oh." But with the Green Mile, it's funny because 
Uh, I've been working like 60 hour weeks with my brothers and dad at work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night when we're working, I think of the meme line of Michael Clark Duncan in the Green Mile saying, I'm tired, boss. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Me after working 16 hour days. Oh, dude, that scene happens, I think, at the ending. I know. So, well, that's why I think I know, I definitely know the ending. Um, but that's the movie of the week next week. And uh, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, Gavin, is there anything you want to want to tell the people? Um, make sure you drink plenty of water. Try to get at least uh, 30 minutes of exercise a day if you can. Read a book every now and then, you know. Keep your brain. Exercise your brain. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy life. Better pizza. That was cringe. Better ingredients. Papa John's. Papa John's. Not delivery. DiGiorno. <laughs> um, Free advertising. Something like that. Look at that. Um, yeah, we're not going to do Gavin vs. Wild this week. Um, so we will read the results of last week's next week. And um, yeah, so that's this has been the White Noise Podcast uh, phone edition. Gavin on the phone. So uh, we appreciate what's, you uh, for joining us. What's your song week. of the week? Song of the week. Thank you for reminding me, Gavin. I'm really got. I'm really. I'm really glad you reminded. You really? Me. I am really. Yeah, glad. I'm really too. I'm really glad that you reminded me, so that I can tell so, the uh, people. You're going to keep saying that until you find the song. Here it is. You know, what? I'm just going to say, say this song because I love this song. I think it's great. I recommended it to you a few weeks ago. It's great. I love it. Okay. Very nostalgic for me. Song of the week this week is going to be Heaven by Los Lonely Boys. Los Lonely Boys. Beautiful song. Check it out. That's the song of the week. And with that being said, uh, thank you for listening to the White Noise Podcast. And we will see you next week, hopefully, back in studio, back to normal conditions, back with your three amigos. And uh, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week. We'll be right back.